Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4patriots, the number 4, patriots.com slash on the right. Welcome. Seven minutes past the hour. We are just beginning Monday, March 22nd, show 4430 of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. Grant Allen back in his rightful place, running the radio broadcast in Studio 1A. Hello, young man. Hello. Good to be back. Proudly wearing your your ORU gear. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Couldn't be more proud to be an alumnus. However, 
A mere 48 hours earlier, sir, you were in torture because you are a huge Ohio State Buckeye. There was a, a picture going around of the, the ecstatic ORU fan and the, the devastated Ohio State fan, and they they say there's like that phrase, the duality of man, mm-hmm. and I coined it the duality of Grant. Yes. Because I was raised a Buckeye, and it was utter disaster when they were matched up with my alma mater, ORU, and ORU pulled off the Cinderella story. Yeah, and it's still going. It's still going. Beating the Gators last night. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, so uh, FSU has its crack in round two tonight, 745, and of course you can listen to the game over on X101.5, I believe, tonight. But um, let's get to the verse of the day, Psalm 19, verse 14. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The words of our mouth, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. It's something that I remind people of all the time. What's in the heart comes out in the mouth. I mean, I, I, you know, look, I hate to be more, you know, so direct, but if you've got a profanity problem, you have a heart problem. Just is. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in there comes out. However, I think what we're really, really bad at is being still. I have to fight. I like stuff going on. I like noise. I like quiet time. I've learned to carve out quiet time every day. Quiet time. I think sometimes we're a little nervous to hear what God might have to say to us or speak to us or nudge us in our heart. So Just remember that that, that psalm. It talks about not just the words of your mouth, but the meditation of your heart. And that requires some quiet before God, some humility to just... Ten minutes after the hour. Check out this date in history as we are just getting started. We're not going to pull a muscle. We're going to go easy. It's Monday on The Morning Show. Justice and the American Way. Like Superman, only with a microphone. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Eleven minutes after the hour. Good morning. Hope you had a nice weekend. We had a nice long weekend. Sweetheart got back from a uh, trip to see her mom and dad first part of spring break so we spent the second part of spring break working out in the yard getting some stuff done and just chilling so it was fun let's see here march 22nd on this date 1972 congress sends the equal rights amendment to the states for ratification however it fails to get enough states approval to become law it's really unnecessary you don't need it it's covered you know, to me, it's like hate crimes. Hate crimes are silly. They just are. It's a crime. No one knows what's really motivating somebody to do something. The issue is, did they do it? What difference does it make why they did it? 
or they didn't do it. Anyway, sorry. I'll get... I, 1946, first U.S. rocket to leave the Earth's atmosphere, launched from White Sands, New Mexico, reaches an altitude of 50 miles. 1946, just after the uh, end of the war. 1765, the British Parliament enacts the Stamp Act, a tax that meets with colonial indignation. That would be... Could you... Could you imagine that is that would have to be one of the great do-overs of all time? But I wonder, would England take the do-over if it was offered? I mean, if if the King of England, if King George could have somehow spun back the time, you know the 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 clock, the hands of time, and gone back in time, would he have done that? Would he have enacted the Stamp Act? Those kinds of questions fascinate me. I think those are questions that would make a great book. The what if. What if there hadn't been a revolution? What if England had, in fact, expanded into what we now know as the United States? What would we look like now? Obviously, England has evolved into not a monarchy. Royals, as we've learned recently, are very important for, you know, to to the English people, and that's fine. But you wonder, would we have the House of Commons and the House of Lords? And you, you ever thought about that in and of itself? The House of Lords, the House of Commons, the commoners. House of Lords, otherwise known as the House and the Senate. Anyway, uh, 1638, Massachusetts Bay Colony banishes Anne Hutchinson. That was uh, that was quite a story. And in 1622, the Algonquin Indians attack and kill some 350 English colonists near Jamestown. So there, there you have it, this date in history. All right, today's program, final hour, a jammed first half hour, Sal Nuzo. We are going to, I'm just going to say, Sal, Tallahassee, go. I'm going to do my Mark, Mark Levin impersonation and turn him loose because the session, he wrote me over the weekend saying, this has gone a little differently than I expected. And we'll let him explain. We've got U.S. Congresswoman Kat Kamek from Florida's District Number 3. She is an absolute all-star. If you've never heard of her, I'm going to make her give her story in one minute, and then I'm turning her loose as well. Lots to talk about with her. She's going to be a regular fixture on the show. Excited about that. And the big stories in the press box, if you're an FSU fan... Brace yourselves. It's going to be tough news coming up. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station.
If you're just waking up, good morning. Welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. Grant over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. So much already to talk about. I, I just, I sat back and marveled at the things we're discussing. And, and, I, and I use this example frequently. If you would have told me in 1978 when I graduated from high school, the types of things that we would be discussing and the issues we would be facing, I would have told you you have lost your ever-loving mind. Honest and truly to me, we are in the middle of or in the midst of part of that that alternate reality that Biff created for 1984. What the heck? <laughs> what an image. Right? I mean, uh, is it, isn't it really like if, if the alternate 1984 had happened, now move forward from that to now, it's what we got. This is, this is, insane biff got a hold of the time machine and went back in time grabbed that that magazine and everything changed you just anyway we'll 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 get to all of that this is another one of those stories that just and again there's the honest reporting of it is it a story that Joe Biden fell twice trying to get into Air Force One? Is it a story? Not really. And here's why I say that. Because presidents have struggled with Air Force One forever. Presidents are like you and me. Have you ever tripped? Have you ever walked down a sidewalk and you're talking to somebody and then there's a little piece of the sidewalk that's raised a little bit and you catch your toe on it and you kind of, you you don't fall, you just sort of stumble. And if no one knows what happened, you look silly. And thankfully, someone didn't catch it on tape. Thankfully, your life isn't observed 24-7 by paparazzi. So the fact that Joe Biden had a a couple slips isn't the issue. I mean, my goodness, Gerald Ford's problems in the old Air Force One were so significant, Chevy Chase turned it into a routine on Saturday Night Live where he was playing President Ford and he constantly, in skits, would fall into all kinds of things. It was funny. So going back decades... President, I mean, Obama lost his balance. President Trump at uh, West Point on a kind of a slippery ramp nearly fell. He slipped. But here's the difference. When that happened to Donald Trump, it was the butt of all kinds of speculation that he wasn't fit for the job. Joe Biden himself said, look at at how he steps And look how I step. 
Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. He didn't actually. You're That's kidding. a quote. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Joe Biden made fun of Trump for slipping. When Biden falls twice, the media says, well, it was a windy day. And the press office for the White House says he's 100% fine. He's fine. He's fine. Now, I think you can make the case that Joe Biden's anything but fine mentally. Ask President Harris. <laughs> I want to go back. Who runs down a ramp? Is that what Biden said? No. <laughs> he said, he said, this is this this is what he said. Let me read the quote again. Look how he steps, look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and how he stumbles down ramps. Okay. Got it. Joe, you really want to have a race with the Donald? That would be awesome. A presidential race? Put him in the leotards, <laughs> the speeds, the speed suits. Oh, that wouldn't be fun. That would oh. be great. Do it for charity. 27 minutes after the hour, the big stories of the press box are next. <laughs> Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to your opinions and tell you you're wrong. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Morning. Welcome to the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Here we are for you. I'm Preston. That's Grant. Big stories in the press box. Let's start with uh, President Donald Trump. Former President Donald Trump. Some of us still think president. But um, President Trump is coming back to social media. That's not the story. Here's the little, little few words inside the announcement that you need to pay the most attention to with his own platform. Skadoosh. What that will look like? No idea. How will it operate? Couldn't tell you. Is it going to be open to others? 
Who knows? The bottom line is this. From a policy perspective, there's 75 to 78 million people interested. That's what matters. And if he has found a way to bypass Amazon and the control of Silicon Valley, this is going to be a big deal. The Donald is a player. Don't think so? Ask Julia Letlow in Louisiana. Her husband, who had been elected to Congress, passed away suddenly. She ran for his seat and won thanks to President Trump in part. So the Democrats' hope of keeping, of somehow turning that seat into a Democrat seat vanishes. So in the next two to three months, there will be a new social media platform out there in some form or another. Is it exclusive to Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know any of it. I just know that's going to happen. That's one big story. The other one, not so good. And I've done the commentary on this. I had to edit some of it out for time. This decision was done when FSU President John Thrasher created the committee. When John Thrasher created the Task Force on Anti-Racism, Equity, and Inclusion, it was over. Now, credit goes to uh, Byron Dobson with the Tallahassee Democrat. He got this story right, it appears. He's gotten many other stories wrong over the years, but he got this one right, it, it appears. But, uh, but I, I'm, I'm lifting this from Tomahawk Nation. Once that committee was formed... And its goal was to discuss, among other things, but chiefly, pun intended, the name of Doak Campbell Stadium. Would it retain the former president of Florida State University's name? Would Doak Campbell stay on Doak Campbell Stadium? And it's Doak Doak S. Campbell Stadium. The committee has said, nay, nay, it shall not. It is making a recommendation to the president to remove the name. Now, when we come back, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on that and explain to any who may be listening inside the Florida State Administration what a tragic decision it would be to pull the name. So just hear me out. Lend me your ears. And I'll be right back after weather and traffic on The Morning Show. You, the facts. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. One of the guys who started, or one of the primary complainants in this whole FSU Doak Campbell Stadium thing is a guy named Miles Feature. His evidence? An article written in the Tampa Times back some 50 plus years ago. An article that I have read ad nauseum and I've shown two people ad nauseum. 
There is no evidence that Doak Campbell was a racist, a bigot, or even favored segregation. Nothing. None. His grandson has said, my grandfather was not in favor of segregation. He was not a bigot. He was not a racist. But the allegation was made. And as we've learned from Michael Brown, facts don't matter. Let's go to the chair of the committee. She is the chair, FSU history professor Maxine Jones. Quoting, to single out one person because of what he didn't do, and I'm not sure what we expected him to do, even though based on the research I've done, he also worked behind the scenes to address race relations. I think for us to nitpick and say he supported a segregationist system, then we need to remove every name on every building, not just on campus, but downtown as well. She did not vote in favor of removing Doe Campbell's name. You know who else didn't vote in favor and, and opposed the idea of removing his name? FSU basketball player Malik Osborne. Malik Osborne voted against changing the name, telling the Tallahassee Democrat he found a lack of racist actions and multiple examples of support of students, including students at FAMU and the FAMU president. So now we get to the advice. As I said in another show and in another commentary, you will never, ever win the favor. The people that, that pick and fight are never going to be your friends. They're never going to support you. They picked on you because they don't like you to begin with. They're not going to buy booster memberships. They're not going to buy season tickets. They're not going to be buying skyboxes. And they darn well sure aren't going to be buying stadium naming rights. Although I've left the tantalizing idea of BLM Stadium on the campus of Florida State as a possibility. Can you see the millions rolling in from that? Hmm? Yeah. That would certainly bring in season ticket holders. BLM Stadium? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Let the money roll. Let Black Lives Matter and some of the billions it's brought in, maybe billions, certainly hundreds of millions, let some of that money roll to Florida State now, huh? Buy up some season tickets. But see, that won't happen. But I guarantee you this, President Thrasher and whoever else decides to go forward with renaming the stadium, you can count on losing a ton of boosters. You can count on losing a ton of donations. You will be you will be preparing the funeral for Florida State Athletics for the not too distant future. Because the people that support the university financially, they don't they don't go for this stuff. And whatever comes in to replace it isn't going to be a fraction of it. Learn a lesson. Do not bow to the cancel culture and the PC crowd. Florida State University is at a crossroads right now, and it's one that President John Thrasher created himself. It's his responsibility. Good luck. 46 minutes after the hour.
Morning Show with Preston Scott. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. All right, mercifully, moving on to other things. I can't save everybody. Doing my best, and uh, those of you that are FSU fans, supporters, boosters, right? The president's office. Just wait. Let your let your voice be heard. Weigh in. Let them know. This is just anyway. Uh, new poll from Rasmussen and uh, Freedom Works: eighty-five percent of registered voters including Democrats, at a number that is at 78%, believe that it is common sense to require photo identification to get a ballot. So how is it that H.R. 1 got out of the House? Here's how. 43% of voters have never heard of it. Forty-three percent of voters know nothing about HR one. It's because the mainstream media hasn't told them the truth about it. The mainstream media runs cover. Eighty-five percent agree that if a voter registers in a new state, there should be a way to check if the voters registered elsewhere. Fifty-seven percent strongly favor laws requiring regular cleaning of voter rolls. The more people hear about H.R. 1, the more they realize how bad it is. But it may be too late if it escapes the Senate. So again, what do I do? Well, we're working on getting somebody from the Heritage Foundation, their political action group, to join me tomorrow. They They are waging a campaign in multiple states to shore up voter laws. 72% said that voter ID laws boost their confidence in elections. You think? 52% believe it would reduce fraud. H.R. 1 allows the federal government to dabble in state elections in a very negative way. States have to go away from all of this mass mail-in voting. It is a deadly opponent of free and fair elections. You have to oppose it. You have to tell local election supervisors to make recommendations to legislative bodies against it. Jacksonville. Duval County Public Schools Superintendent Diana Green said in a school board workshop last week that the estimated total of renaming nine schools with what are called controversial namesakes would top better than $2 million. Schools that that are in the crosshairs have, uh, have names that are distasteful to some jefferson davis middle school jeb stewart middle school gene Rybolt high school 
or reball. I've, I've heard it pronounced all kinds of ways. But when you look at the cost of, of changing a name just because some people get their nose out of joint, because their name for people involved with the Confederate Army or the Confederacy, you're talking about letterhead, logos, gym floors, uniforms, band uniforms, the list goes on and on. $2 million. You know who pays that, don't you? Taxpayers of Duval County. This thing you always have to remember about all this stuff. Who's paying for all this stimulus people are getting? Taxpayers. Government's not paying for it. Time for news. Come back. U.S. Congresswoman Kat Kamick joins me next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning show with Preston Scott. Great to be with you this morning. So much in the news. Uh, we were scheduled to have Kat Kamick with us, U.S. Congresswoman from Gainesville. Uh, perhaps sad over what happened last night with the Florida Gators getting dispatched from the NCAA tournament by the Oral Roberts University Golden Eagles. But uh, we do not have her on the program. Sorry about that. Maybe another time. Big story in the press box, speaking of state universities, Florida State University, the story comes from the Tallahassee Democrat, and um, John Thrasher, if you remember, back in June, maybe, formed the Task Force on Anti-Racism, Equity, and Inclusion. Now, I am of the opinion, we don't have a racial problem in this country. Because bigotry is an attitude of the heart, there will always be bigots. You can't legislate them away. Only God can deal with that because it's strictly a matter of the heart. Dr. Martin Luther King understood this. What you can do is you can ensure that laws create an environment that's equal for all. Now, we've, we're, we're, we're going too far, and we're, in fact, making things worse, again, with all of this legislation and all of these kinds of task force, all these creations. And so President Thrasher's formation of this committee was destined to a conclusion before it ever started. The existence of the committee determined the outcome. And so the question of should Doak Campbell's name be removed from Florida State University and the football stadium in this committee, it's been answered. The answer is yes, it should be removed because they claim that he was an opponent of desegregation. He didn't do enough in his tenure. 
to uh, to to see uh, to usher Florida State into an era of equality. Some have asserted that he's a bigot, and all of this based on one newspaper article that be- that has no evidence in it whatsoever. I've read the article. I've read the entire article. Not just the small portion that was lifted by the person that created all of this, a guy named Miles Feature. I th- he might be the one that created all of this. I-, I don't know. What I know is John Thrasher has fallen prey to the to the shakedown by creating the commission, and it's a it's a it's an egregious mistake that's going to cost the university a tremendous amount of money if they don't stop this dead in its tracks. Here's the problem. President Thrasher and to whatever extent the athletic director David Coburn weighs in on this, they now have the cover of the committee. Well, the committee, the committee has said we need to remove the name. Well, first, the committee never should have existed, but secondly, the idea that this is going to somehow curry favor when overwhelmingly there is just no evidence to warrant the decision. And in fact, the chair of the committee, a professor of history at FSU, Maxine Jones, a black member of the committee who plays basketball for Florida State right now, Malik Osborne, both said, no, we should not change the name. They researched it. They're right. The majority in the committee that voted against, they're wrong. Yes, they're wrong. But this will cost Florida State untold millions of dollars in donations, season tickets, and so forth if they go through with this. All I can do is be the voice of common sense and cause a moment of pause. If that. Probably won't won't accomplish that, but I'm just... Getting it said on the front end. But as I mentioned, they could sell the naming rights now and make some money for uh, all the donations they're going to lose. And I just wonder, would BLM be interested in buying the stadium naming rights? Ten minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've local land laughter. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. So sad that uh, we could not get with Congresswoman Kat Kamek. She really is a um, sporty interview and has a lot to share, a lot of a lot of game. She was homeless less than ten years ago because of policies of the Obama administration. Really did in her family's business, but um, but at any rate, maybe maybe someday, years from now. We'll try again. But, um, you know, Florida State has created its own nightmare with this, and it was totally unnecessary. But this is how it works. The shakedown starts with an accusation that has no foundation of truth to it. And instead of saying, pound sand... Go away. They gave into it. And and here's the thing about the cancel culture. The cancel culture only attacks entities or individuals that it doesn't like anyway. It ignores people that are, quote, guilty of the exact same offenses that they like. They ignore that. And so when you when you look at the, the overarching issue, the overarching issue is you're never going to win the favor of people that have a predisposition to not like you. You're not going to suddenly get them buying tickets, buying merchandise, buying buying a, a booster membership. They're not going to do that. But the people that do stroke those checks are offended by this. They are offended by this kind of bullying. They don't want to be part of that. And so you simply have to stand and remain faithful to the truth. I, I don't I don't worry about somebody calling me an elephant or a or a giraffe or a zebra because I'm not one. I whatever. I don't care. But sadly, in in today's world, too many people care about that stuff because of social media. 
It's like those scammers. I was just looking at a video of Mark Rober. He he got the federal government, law enforcement involved, and they got some of those scammers back who make those calls to your phone. You know, the guys from India asking you for uh, your warranty to run out on your car. And they're in a boiler room. And I mean, this is this is a scam based in India. That's what they do. They hit on people over and over and over and over and over. And they hope to get a few to cave in. And they do. It's an unbelievable... I'm putting this thing on my blog page. It's unbelievable. And Rober's Glitter Bomb caught one of them. And now that person got arrested. But it's the same thing with this cancel culture. They just hammer, hammer, hammer and hope someone caves. 16 minutes after the hour. Come back with some fictional outrage next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. WFLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. Two minutes after the hour of the morning show. Grant, tell me, the tragedy in Atlanta with the shooting that led to, what, five people maybe shot and killed? I thought it was eight. Maybe it was eight. What do you know about that? So, I know that uh, this young man who was... Um, having some, sounded like spiritual issues, took, uh, well, he wasn't hearing correctly, and he kind of just went nuts. Um, and that was kind of, that was what I heard. That That's how I read the story, and that's how I understood it, that there was a guy who, who took some, some sort of uh, revelation that he had felt that he had heard and kind of went nuts. He clearly targeted Asian-themed massage parlors. And as a result, the question was, he must hate Asians. And so now, in the predictable world of illiberalism, Kamala Harris and others have turned this into poor Asians. And it's all Donald Trump because he called it the China flu, the China virus. The Wuhan virus. And so all of this is now because of Donald Trump. Kamala Harris, for the last year, we've had people in incredible positions of power scapegoating Asian Americans. When have you ever heard that? I would love for anybody to tell me when any public figure has scapegoated Asian Americans. Has there been a suggestion that perhaps the coronavirus was loosed as part of a chemical weapon study or research gone wrong in China? Yes. 
Oh, no, no, no. But the World Health Organization said it did come from a bat. Sure it did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure it did. Now, there are doctors in China who have said otherwise that have disappeared and or died. But honestly, I don't know, and neither do you. And it's like a lot of things today. People know. No, you don't. You don't know. You think you know. You might have good reason to think you know, but you don't know. You know, it's just, it's it's a new victim class that illiberals are trying to exploit. My first thought when this story broke was, why are we not talking about this from the perspective of, were these young women trafficked? That's my thought. Like, most of them are. Yeah. Like, why aren't we? That's awful. Apparently, the, the, the guy who killed them said it was had nothing to do with their nationality. Nothing to do with their ethnicity. They literally were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But what does he know? <laughs> you know so because the the experts know better not the person who committed the act of violence it's now a new victim group joe biden has characterized asian americans as a year of living in fear for their lives just to walk down the street really where I'm serious. I, I'm, I must live in a totally different world. But I would love for anyone to point out for me. Now, are there people that have made snide remarks in the course of this last year to those that happen to be of Asian descent? Probably. There are people that make snide remarks about to and about other people all the time. Yeah. But... Kind of had a feeling this was coming, didn't we? Democrats have to have victim classes to survive. And so if they don't get them, they create them. And remember that. 27 minutes after the hour. Reset the big stories in the press box and more next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. You can't handle the truth on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Dr. Joe Camps in just a few minutes, scheduled to join us. Although I will tell you, this one of our guests earlier in the show was a no show, and these things tend to snowball. I know Sal Nuzo is going to show up though. But Dr. Camps hopefully will not be in surgery, though that does happen. He has a good excuse, though. And uh, and so when a when a surgeon gets called into surgery, yeah, we'll let him out of his, his interview segment. That's okay. Joe Camps scheduled to join us just a little bit. Big stories in the press box. Former President Donald Trump, some think still president. I would be one of those that would say to you he absolutely won Georgia. Jo- Georgia was stolen. Biden wins by 12,000 ballots. Yeah, whatever. Nah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah, maybe. 
Arizona, Nevada, yeah, maybe. But I, there's no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump won Pennsylvania and Georgia. But he's been banned from the social media outlets. And so, being the Donald, as we affectionately referred to him before his presidency, he is going to return to social media in two to three months. And here's the key. With his own platform. What do you think that means? Do you think we, you think it's... Yeah, I mean, we've got the new competitor to Twitter or Facebook. I mean, I would think Twitter would be the one to go with. I think so. Uh, just instead of the Twitter logo, like a T. Like a <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The presidential T. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what, what, what do you think you call it? If you're Donald Trump, what do you call this thing? There's got to be something, you know, to do with MAGA. There, there ha- it has to be woven in here somewhere. Of course. Making social media great again. I mean, I, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. But it's coming. And what will be interesting to me is how does he arrange it so that Silicon Valley and the servers that are controlled by the same people, how can he get around that? Because if if millions join this thing, first, it's going to crash. As it begins, it's as it rolls out, it's going to crash. You know this. I mean, Parler was crashing before Amazon got offended and pulled the plug on Parler. Is Parler back? I tried doing it this weekend, and I couldn't get on. Okay, so it's not back. Yeah. So how does Donald Trump find a way to create servers not under the control of Silicon Valley, big tech, but can handle potentially... 40, 50, 70 million people. I will say this. You take that chunk out of Twitter, they're going to feel it. You get people to pull the plug on Facebook and head there, they're going to feel it. It will be very interesting to see what happens. The other big story in the press box, FSU. According to the Tallahassee Democrat, the panel put together by President John Thrasher, the Task Force on Anti-Racism, Equity, and Inclusion, and I still can't find anybody that thinks we have a racism problem in America today other than the malcontents trying to create one. To the average person, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, we don't have one. We get along. We just see people. But at any rate, John Thrasher made the mistake of creating the task force there, recommending the removal of Doak Campbell Stadium. The committee chair, Maxine Jones, an FSU history professor, along with Malik Osborne, an FSU men's basketball player, both have voted against the name change, saying there's no evidence. There's no reason to. In fact, it seems as though Doak Campbell did a lot of things to support minority students and minorities in the community. But... John Thrasher opened the door to this, and I'm issuing the warning. You change that name, you're going to lose support, but you're not going to gain any. 40 minutes after the hour. Healthy Expectations next. First to know, The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA.
41 minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. Remember, if you have something to share, link, story, thought, opinion, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, yeah. And I feel great. Joining me, Dr. Joe Camps. Healthy Expectations. Joe, uh, the show celebrated its 19th anniversary on Thursday, even though I wasn't on the air. And so we begin our 20th year, and you have been with me nearly every moment of the way. Thank you. Oh, oh, there you are. Sorry about that. Hey, good morning. How are you? Oh, I I thought I was cut off. I didn't say anything. No, I wouldn't do that. I will wait until you say something. Then I'll cut you off. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) How are you today, President? I am blessed, sir. Well, good, good. I um, I was uh, doing a little bit of research over the weekend and uh, found a really interesting uh, uh, a new um, a technology that I think is hopefully going to revolutionize our approach to cancer treatment. And you know, there are about fifty different types of uh, cancers, and we're always behind the eight ball. In other words. Um, you know, things have either progressed to the point that we don't have many therapies, but uh, a company called Gallery has come up with a, a new blood test that from one serology, which means one tube of blood, they can diagnose 50 different types of cancers. Now, as it currently stands, only about five cancers have early detection programs, and certainly uh, I work in that area where the prostate, certainly we have ways of hopefully detecting that through serology, which is a blood draw uh, fairly uh, routinely. We deal with that, but again, 45 of those cancers don't even have another recommended screening test, and so this is going to uh, obviously revolutionize the approach, hopefully leads to uh, decreased death from uh, cancer. Actually, about 600,000 people die from uh, cancer a year in America. It has a tremendous economic uh, impact, uh, and certainly uh, it is devastating the life. And so um, the Provident Health System, which is out in California, will begin uh, testing this system through their um, uh, uh, hospitals, uh, and they hope to uh, hopefully get preliminary data over the coming months. And I am really interested to see um, if this serology really works because uh, many times by the time we make the diagnosis, either through an X-ray or symptoms, uh, things uh, are too late and we're behind the eight ball. So I continue to to, to, to be excited about uh, research. Uh, early detection programs are, are out there. We keep talking about uh, this technology. We mentioned that even last week when we talked about that the SARS had been investigated 17 years ago. So as you often say, uh, if you look long and hard enough, um, there's uh, hardly anything new. Um, sometimes we, uh, we, we say that, but um, uh, people have been on the bench and looking at things for a number of years, and certainly uh, some of these things are coming to fruition, and I think it will be very beneficial um, for people, and certainly uh, I have high hopes for this, that early detection programs and intervention will not only uh, uh, save life, but certainly uh, reduce the economic impact uh, of, of uh, this dreaded disease that we deal with that kills over 600,000 people a year. And Joe, as we've talked about off and on over the years, whenever there's a breakthrough in research, whenever something is gleaned from one particular type of cancer research, it has a domino effect on all of it. It it absolutely does. And uh, certainly uh, 
it's it, I've been in this business now about 36 years, and uh, I'm amazed at what I continue to see. And uh, as I think about um, uh, the spring and what it means uh, mentally, uh, get rid of the baggage and uh, look forward to the future and enhance technology. Uh, appreciate where we are, and I, that gives me tremendous optimism. Great stuff, Joe. Thanks so much. We'll talk again All next right. week. Okay, Preston, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Dr. Joe Camps with us this morning. Healthy expectations on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you want or listen again, the Preston Scott Podcast is at WFLAFM.com. Okay, I don't know if, well, back up here. Welcome to the Morning Show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. If you're just joining us, great to be with you this morning. Wherever, however you are listening to the program, whether it's terrestrial radio or iHeartRadio, thank you very much. Across the Fruited Plain, we have listeners in at least 40 states, and I thank you all for joining us each and every morning. And, uh, you know, we, we talk, obviously, about Florida. It's the Sunshine State. What's there not to talk about? It gives us Florida man. I mean, it's the it's the it's a gift that keeps on giving. We do focus on the state capital from time to time because it's so illustrative of what not to do in so many ways. But then it's run by Democrats. Look, they're they're getting some things better, but th- until they get conservative voices at least part of the the landscape until we get a few real conservatives elected we don't have any none but until we get a few doesn't even have to be a majority just a few our community will never be what it could be because you need someone to make the case and cause a moment of pause in the decision-making process. But I digress. 
We thank you for listening. One thing that we have learned over the last year of this pandemic, air quotes, is that a lot of people just don't want any part of flying. They just, they don't want to deal with it. You know, the hassle of TSA was one thing. You grit your teeth, you pulled out your DL, and you understood there was a reason why we were we were going through the security checkpoints and we were, isn't it interesting? You have to show your driver's license to get on an airplane, but not to vote. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, we accepted the inconvenience because of the lesson of 9-11. We accepted that. But the masks, the masks present a barrier for some people. Some, because they just, they're not going to have it. They're just not. I don't know if you paid attention, but people are fed up. Charleston, South Carolina, they're, 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 they are over it in Charleston. But there are people that, that also not just, they, they just don't want to deal with the mask issue. They can't. They, they literally cannot put a mask on because they have asthma. Can't do that. Those people would rather deal with whatever limited infinitesimal risk there is than to wear a mask, so they just don't fly. So it's amazing when a photo of Joe Biden's special envoy for climate john Kerry surfaces photographed smugly in a flight from boston to washington dc not wearing a mask i got the photo right here looking over his learned glasses important papers no doubt Meanwhile, a guy who's on the same plane, his six-year-old got reprimanded and in trouble because he didn't keep a mask on while John Kerry's flying around without his on. Once again, illustrating, do as we say, not as we do. And it's ironic because that's how John Kerry lives, Mr. Climate Czar. Private cars, jets, yeah, real conviction. Come back with a legislative update on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Sprinting through a Monday here on the morning show. Feeling great. It's uh, it's March 22nd, day number 60 of America Held Hostage. And uh, show 4430, we have eclipsed our 19th anniversary. That happened quietly on Thursday while we were off. And so we have begun with today's program, year 20 of the morning show with Preston Scott. How about that? We are joined today as we are on Mondays during the legislative session 
by Sal Nuzzo, Vice President of Policy with the James Madison Institute. I joked earlier, I'm just going to do it this way. I'm going to do. I'm going to channel my inner Mark Levin. Sal, Tallahassee, go! Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's a crazy start to the session, and you thought it would be a little calmer, a little quieter than it has oh, turned out to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an incredibly quiet session on the policy front because of the budget issues, and, and anyone who thought that, including me, um, well, we were dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what, just, was, yeah. what tipped you off? I mean, just the the number, the the, the tenor, what was it? Uh, well, it, it was it was kind of like as they, as they proceeded from week one into week two, and all of a sudden we saw some things kind of happening on the policy side and then uh week three and four it just it took off like a spacex rocket really did and and honestly as i'm pulling together notes and thoughts and kind of everything that we're going to discuss it's difficult you're just writing and yeah, writing and writing it's, it's, it's just a kind of a stream of consciousness on on kind of what to tackle because so much of it is so impactful uh, on so many different levels and so many different fronts. So it, it is a very exciting session that it's turning out to be. All right. We're distilling it the best we can. Let's start with the governor. Sure. Uh, big deal with the governor. Uh, last week, uh, there was a meeting in the Capitol between the governor and several uh, members from the gambling interest community, uh, paramutuals, poker rooms, etc. cetera. Uh, and they're trying to... Uh, iron out a gambling deal. Now, I know that this is something that has been discussed year after year. We're going on year, I think it's 10, without a deal between the state and the tribe on a gambling compact. And so it seems like a little bit of Lucy in the football. Every time they put it down, they yank it back. But uh, this comes on the heels of a report, I believe it was the Miami Herald had put out, that uh, House Speaker Sprouls was meeting uh, with uh, the owner of the Fountain Blue down in Miami, and so there's a little bit more going on than prior sessions with respect to this dynamic that I think is gives it a little bit more momentum, more momentum than in previous years. What do you think is changing most notably? Um, I think a number of uh, of the interests are coming to the table. I am not certain as to the uh, tribe's posture in terms of how uh, they're going to view ev- anything, but. Uh, notably, it was typically the House, if I remember correctly, in prior years that would kind of put the kibosh on a lot of the policy that would have gone into a gambling deal. Uh, the House is kind of leading in one respect a little bit more than the Senate on this front, uh, just from my vantage point. And so I think this is something that we're going to uh, want to pay attention to over the course of the next one or two weeks. The, the just to explain to our listeners, the tribes have guarded this turf because it's a massive revenue stream for them. Absolutely, and they, and they have the right under Supreme Court precedent from from many many years ago to uh, operate casinos. And so uh, this is something where there had been a agreement, what they called the compact mm-hmm. between the tribe and the state. And so the state realized a whole heap of revenue, uh, and the tribe got exclusive rights to a number of the forms of gambling that that kind of take place that agreement expired 10 years ago i believe and so each year or two they try to kind of rehash it bring it back it's always kind of collapsed under its own weight um and so we've we've kind of been venturing out without much direction in terms of if the state wanted to do more than it currently does how it would go about that if you were a betting man 
do you see an expansion of gambling outside the tribes? P- pun intended? Yeah. All right. I'd put it at right now about 60-40, but on the uptick. Okay. Sal Nuzzo with me. We've got a lot to talk about. Stay with us. Our legislative update continues here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. What's up, Doc? On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. 11 minutes after the hour. Oh, really? Uh, the Morning Show. Sal Nuzzo with James Madison Institute with us. We now move to the House and the Senate. What's going on? Sure. Uh, COVID liability protections did pass the House. Uh, it does which means what? Which means that uh, businesses and healthcare workers will be held harmless from frivolous litigation as a result of anyone who might want to uh, file a claim that they contracted COVID. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. At the at the establishment, whether it's a, a restaurant or a nursing home or something along those lines, okay. it appears the House is uh, they struck a deal where the House is going to take the Senate's language, which they had combined from two bills into one, and uh, my guess is they'll pass it to uh, to the governor's desk later on this week. Um, online sales tax parity bill. Uh, last week I had, uh, mentioned that it was supposed to have been taken up by the Senate on Thursday, but it got temporarily postponed. And I was wondering why, but then I heard some uh, rumors that there may be a concern that the revenue neutrality piece, because what they were going to do is take the money from the sales tax revenue and put it into the unemployment insurance trust fund. Well, that only works for one year. They just infuse the cash. Now, you know, we hope there's not another global pandemic that drops it down. But in year two or three or four, they would have to come back and do that uh, something to make it revenue neutral. So I heard some rumors that there may be concerns that they're really only making it revenue neutral for year one. Joe Gruder's temporarily postponed the bill. It could be something completely different, but that's something that I, I thought was uh, was was possible, uh, given what I've been hearing. Uh, on the House side, uh, the House is moving HB1, the anti-rioting bill, uh, but it does have an uphill climb in the Senate. Um, uh, the chair of its first committee stop in uh, in the Senate is Jason Pizzo, a moderate Democrat from South Florida. Um, I- I'm not sure that he's going to kind of be of the posture to give it a, a committee hearing. And so in order for the Senate to even take up the House language, it has to pass one one committee, and so if it doesn't pass, it would effectively die. That begs the question that I asked you, which I know that listeners are asking right now out loud. They're saying it in their cars, they're screaming it with a cup of coffee, and that is, why in the world is a Democrat in charge of a committee in a Florida 
Democrat, uh, or rather Republican-dominated legislature. Sure, and the House does not have this this challenge because the House has 120 members and, and, a, and a, a smaller number of committees, and they're able to distribute the chairmanships appropriately. On the Senate side, you only have 40 uh, senators, and so I think it's uh, 24 of them. Uh, and so between subcommittees and major committees and appropriations committees, you just have a situation where there are um, uh, you know, kind of center moderate Democrats that that receive chairmanships. Uh, the cr- Criminal Justice Committee, which would be the first committee stop for this bill, Senator Pizzo has been kind of a champion on on conservative criminal justice reform policies, which mm-hmm. is why he was given uh, control of the committee. And so uh, there was a, a number of pieces of criminal justice policy that they wanted to move, and so that was kind of the determination on on his being uh, chair of that committee. Uh, but the anti-rioting bill, because it's a criminal justice bill, that's the first committee stop for it. So it's kind of one of these uh, situations where it, it just kind of that's where the bill was referred. What do you think the problems are with the bill? Um, I, I I think there are concerns on a few elements of the bill as it relates to First Amendment protections. I think where the center left are coming from, uh, I'm not averse to a number of their arguments. I think the parts where it strengthens uh, protections against law enforcement and things along those lines, I think are very, very good pieces of the bill. But there are some elements of it, and and for what it's worth, it could get amended, and maybe there's a deal that's struck down the road. But I think there are some uh, areas where if it's like only three or four individuals do X, Y, or Z, it's considered a riot. And there's some legitimate concerns, in my view, uh, on whether or not those would stand the scrutiny of a First Amendment challenge. Are the X, Y, and Zs things that are illegal? In a sense, yeah, but it, it, it's where it bumps it up to specific levels of, of criminal uh, activity that uh, kind of... Uh, where I think you'd get even some libertarians and conservatives concerned. Okay. Sal Nuzzo with us. When we come back, we'll talk about some other large pieces of legislation that you should be aware of, as well as a preview of what's coming up this week. Our legislative update here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And free. And iHeart's radio station. Twenty-one minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott, Sal Nuzo with me, James Madison Institute. And we're talking through the stuff that is rolling out. It's almost like Democrats in the U.S. Congress. They're just rolling out stuff so fast you don't have time to think about it. Well, and the interesting dynamic is that traditionally it has always been the the Florida House that has kind of been very robust and assertive on right. these broad comprehensive policy uh, the ideas. The deliberative Senate yeah, has slowed things down. It grinds them down. Yeah. We've kind of seen this inversion, and I have a theory on that, and that is you have a large freshman class in the House. So... You know, it makes sense that they're going to be a little bit more surgical as they get their feet wet. It's going to be kind of smaller things or very strategic and tactical policy decisions. Where in the Senate, you've got a large number of House uh, House veterans that have moved over and gotten elected into the Senate, and they're bringing those philosophies to the Senate. And so 
You've got a number of different policy uh, ideas coming out. Uh, one from uh, Senator Ray Rodriguez on intellectual diversity on college campuses that would survey uh, using the Foundation for Intellectual Rights and in Education uh, survey of uh, all college campuses that's moving to the Senate floor. Um, and so uh, it was passed by the House Spencer Roach uh, HB 233. That'll uh, kind of uh, mirror, mirror that. Uh, an interesting one that I think is going to be of particular interest to a lot of the listeners out there, Senator Dennis Baxley, mm-hmm. uh, the Bright Futures Change, uh, Senate Bill 86. It what was, does he want to do? Well, he wants wanted to restrict the amount of scholarships going to students from majors that don't lead directly to full-time jobs and careers. Um, It was supposed to have been up the week prior, but it got pulled. They wanted to make some adjustments, uh, adjustments to it. What came out really wasn't much better. There was a lot of uproar over this, as you could imagine, if you're parents or, or if you're a student. It passed the committee, but the governor did give a subtle hint publicly that he was really not a fan of the idea. And my guess is is that this one might just kind of quietly go away. We saw something similar last year on vac- vacation rental preemption when the governor came out uh, in such a way. Uh, the fun quote uh, came from a media blogger. And to set up the joke, Senator Dennis Baxley is a funeral home director uh, in his in his private career. So he said uh, the. The media blogger Peter Shore said, when college students and the governor are against your bill, it may be time to bury it, something you've got a whole lot of experience at. So uh, that that was the, the, the <laughs> quote from there. Uh, another one, uh, Senate Bill 1014. Can would, I just stop you? Oh, sure. Is there a kernel of common sense, though, to Baxley's idea? I think there might be a, a, a bit of... Uh, wisdom in terms of how it approaches because i mean ultimately this is this is tax dollar money well i think that the way that they went about trying to uh to go was just a little bit heavy-handed in terms of of how the approach was i think there's some wisdom in doing some workshopping and, and analyzing how much of bright futures results in career placement and things like that but my guess is just coming out with a bill like this without any kind of uh, analysis or yeah, backup research, yeah. it was just a it was going to be an uphill uh, climb uh, to begin with. Before we get to sure. the week that's coming up, what what one more thing do you want to push? Sure, let's talk about broadband deployment. I think this one's uh, it's flying under the radar, but I think it's an important issue. We have about eight hundred thousand Floridians around the state that cannot get home access to broadband, and if you think about the importance of high speed internet, yeah. In the context of the pandemic, oh my. schooling, working from home. It's a new world. It's it's a big issue. Now, the the positive on that is Florida is one of the best states with this, 96% can, connectivity, but that does leave a gap of about 800,000 Floridians. So on the Senate side, you've got Senate Bill 1592 from Senator uh, Danny Burgess. On the House side, you've got Representative Josie Tomko, uh, 1239. That gets its first committee hearing Monday. What it would do is is it would ensure that local governments are not kind of using their regulatory power and uh, kind of uh, zoning and whatnot to uh, make it excessively expensive for providers to get uh, internet connectivity to those rural areas. And so this one's an important piece of policy that we've been monitoring for a couple of years. And actually, JMI's got a research study coming out on it this week. What's the big thing to pay attention to this week? Uh, election integrity. There's a, a, a big proposal coming up that 
even though Florida has gone from zero to hero, we recognize that election integrity is not a static issue. It will always need to be strengthened and secured. There is a a big proposal, a proposed committee bill that's going through the process that starts this week on shoring up our election system in the state. I like it. If you have to show your driver's license to get on an airplane... You got to show your driver's license to get a ballot. Well, this is even more about kind of uh, monitoring drop boxes oh, sure. and, and making ballot harvesting illegal. So it, it's a it's a huge issue and one that I'm I'm going to be paying attention to. Good stuff. Thanks as always. Always a pleasure, my friend. Sal Nuzo with me from the James Madison Institute. Time for news. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing your mom would say you should do because everyone else is doing it. You're listening to The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. keep talking we keep talking policy over and over and over and over again 36 minutes after we just can't stop morning show with preston scott just a few minutes story you might have missed from last week that i just had to take a little time to digest and honestly to get there there's just too much Big story in the press box today for me is not that Donald Trump's creating his own social media platform. That was part of the discussion I was having with Sal Nuzzo. Um, there will be a new social media platform out there. We have no idea anything else. Uh, the idea has come, call it Trumpet. Sal wants to spell it like the instrument. I want to spell it Trump it, I-T. Double entendre, a play off of internet technology, Trump 
it, Trump IT. <laughs> then also a no no need for sound effects. I know you want to go there. I know you want to go there. You want to play sound you want to drop a sound effect. Oh, I would oh well now that you mentioned no, it. No, <laughs> no, don't do it. Um to me the big story in the press box is Florida State University. It is uh it, it is likely and I hope I'm wrong. But when John Thrasher formed the committee, the Task Force on Anti-Racism, Equity, and Inclusion, I, I think I made the statement back at the time that this, the, the end result is done. The formation of the committee created the end result. Uh, you knew the, where it was going. And it was based on the question of whether Doak S. Campbell was a racist, a bigot, or did not do enough as president of Florida State University to stem the tide of segregation and usher in the tide of civil rights. A committee was formed, chaired by Maxine Jones, FSU history professor, who said to single out one person because of what he didn't do, I'm not sure what we expected him to do. Even though based on the research I've done, he also worked behind scenes to address race relations is what she's referring to. I think for us to nitpick and say he supported a segregationist system, then we need to remove every name on every building, not just on campus, but downtown as well. Now, this is a story from the Tallahassee Democrat. Byron Dobson got something right. And so I applaud him for that. This would not be a story that I would write in about and say, wait a minute. This is an incorrect headline, which is what got me banned years ago from the Democrat, which has made me just laugh uproariously. Um, but the issue here is that if and, – and Malik Osborne, an FSU men's basketball player, came to the same conclusion after researching that there's no reason to change the name of the stadium. He is a black male basketball player. Can you imagine the pressure he's under? As a black student in the midst of all of this? Well done, young man. Way to stay focused on the integrity of your research. And he said there's no evidence. In fact, there's evidence to support he did things to help the black community in Tallahassee. But here's the sad reality. We're probably going to see the name stripped because that's how political correctness works. And despite my best efforts to help Florida State avoid making a tragic mistake to its fundraising coffers, it will likely go ahead. They'll try to offset that with stadium naming rights, I'm certain. And perhaps they'll offer the stadium name to Bobby Bowden. Uh, I personally would hope Bobby Bowden would turn it down, but that would that's just me. He may not have a say in the matter, to be honest with you. I don't know. But it's wrong. And FSU will pay a financial price because they're not going to curry any favor from people giving the money, but they will lose a ton of it. 40 minutes after the hour, come back with a Did You Know story next on The Morning Show. Of The Morning Show with Preston Scott. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Meme just shared with me a photo of Joe Biden tripping and falling, grabbing the handle, heading up to Air Force One. And the uh, the Facebook gray box, false. Joe Biden did not fall on the steps of Air Force One. What actually happened was the earth shook up and down very quickly 
due to man-made global warming caused by Trump administration policies. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Oh, okay. Washington Post published a story a couple months ago reporting that then-President Donald Trump had spoken Francis Watson, an elections investigator in Georgia, asking her to, quote, find the fraud and that she would be a national hero if she did. But then the recording surfaced. which had been deleted from Ms. Watson's device and was only recovered by officials responding to a Freedom of Information request. The quotes attributed to uh, Donald Trump, relayed to the media by an anonymous source, were false. The Washington Post added a lengthy correction to its original story last week, admitting it misquoted Mr. Trump based on information provided by a source. Correction. Two months after publication of this story, the Georgia Secretary of State released an audio recording of President Donald Trump's December phone call with the state's top elections investigator. The recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. Trump did not tell the investigator to find the fraud or say she would be a national, national hero if she did so. Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County asserting she would find dishonesty there. He also told her that she had the most important job in the country right now. A story about the recording can be found here. The headline and text of the story has been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump. Two months later. couple things. First of all, CNN, ABC, NBC, USA Today all subsequently claimed they had confirmed the Washington Post story. This is the latest example of the rubbish done by reporters today. They ran a story with a source that was not corroborated by anything. They didn't listen to the audio. Had they listened to the audio, the source would be discredited. Where have we seen this before? Oh, yeah. The Steele dossier, the whole Russia thing, when in fact it was Hillary Clinton and the Democrat National Committee paying for a slime piece on the president and had nothing. Nothing was corroborated. Nothing was supported. Adam Schiff must have that witness and that evidence locked up in his bedroom closet because it still hasn't appeared. This is what you're facing today. The mainstream media has no interest in doing its job properly, and it should be ashamed of itself. Reporters, either do your job ethically correct or find a new profession. Like, you know, move to India and take up the job of one of those scammers trying to get old people's money with emails and phone calls. Because that's what you're equipped for. The type of reporting that's going on today is an embarrassment to journalism. And so here it is. Two months later, a retraction. What good does it do? None. None. 
46 minutes after the hour. Sorry to get a little crappy. run out their um, new editor-in-chief before she ever started. Lexi McCammond is uh, is not going to get her job of probably, I mean, probably like her dream job because of a tweet she pushed out when she was a teenager in high school more than a decade ago. She's being held account- accountable, even though Tweets put out by the um, social media director for uh, for Teen Vogue were, I guess, equally vile. They're not going to come after her because she's one of them. See, it just it just buttresses my point. And then you look at the publication in general. Teen Vogue had no issue whatsoever with sponsored content from the Saudi Arabian government. I mean, you do understand how Saudi Arabia views women, right? As property somewhere below cattle and dogs and somewhere above sand. The piece titled Why Saudi Should Land on Every Culture Lover's Radar Uh, Obviously, they had no problem accepting the money from Saudi Arabia, even though Saudi women require a male guardian's approval to marry, be released from prison, or obtain certain sexual and reproductive health care. Men can file cases against their daughters, wives, female relatives for disobedience, which can lead to their forcible return to their male guardian's home or imprisonment. 16% of the workforce in Saudi Arabia is made up of women. But but again, this young girl's tweets 10 10 years ago warrant her not getting a job. It just, once again, the cancel culture. Do as we say, not as we do. The hypocrisy knows no limits. And this young lady made the mistake of apologizing for her tweets back in 2019. Oh, well. Doesn't matter, I guess. I've got a blog on my blog page, and this is a segue to it. I've got lots of blogs that are really, I'll be honest with you, the material on my blog page is stellar. It really is. And I'm going to add another stellar thing tonight. I've got a new stellar blog up this morning. What's wrong with this picture? A bit of a quiz for you. Just look at the picture, see if you can figure out what's wrong with it. Just a little brain tease. But last week, there is a Don't Apologize to the Mob video clip with examples of what happens when you apologize to the cancel culture. Don't ever do it. Don't do it. On the blog page, go to the website, wflafm.com slash Preston. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Today on the program, Dr. Joe Camp shared some cancer breakthroughs that are encouraging. Talked about fictional outrage. Democrats trying to create a new victim class of Asian Americans. 
I'm sorry. Have you walked around insulting Asian Americans for the flu that came from China, the the coronavirus? I haven't. Have you? But because of the shooter in Atlanta, suddenly we have a new victim class. You, You know, of course, that according to liberals, whites can never be a victim of anything. Ever. Just saying. Big story in the press box today, Donald Trump. It's gonna it's gonna launch his own social media platform in two to three months. <laughs> We've recommended the name Trumpet. And then FSU, a panel has recommended removing Doak Campbell from the football stadium. And uh, it's a shame. And if FSU goes ahead with this poor idea, it's gonna cost them millions, if not more, in donations. And they won't win any favor from any of the people that are targeting them. But I can only do so much to teach lessons. Tomorrow we'll try it all over again. Thanks for joining me. Have a great day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right.